Church, let me invite you to open up God's Word with me today to the second book of the Bible, the book of Exodus. We're in Exodus chapter 15 today. If you're a guest of ours, this is where we've been for a a while now. We've been journeying through this second book of the Bible, this all-important story. And as you've already heard, today is uh, a Vision Sunday, uh, a day that we're calling 2020 Vision Uh, Certainly we want to see the Lord, we want to see who He is and what He has done for us so that we know how to live our lives best for Him, best for His his glory. So we continue in this text today, a fitting text for us today, a text of celebration through song, a call to praise the Lord for what He has done. Indeed, this is a hymn that we are going to read uh, this morning, a hymn that declares that the Lord is worthy of praise because no one compares to Him. That's the truth that we see in God's Word this morning. That's the truth that we see in Exodus chapter 15 as we read a hymn, as we read a song. We see that the Lord, our Lord, is worthy of praise because no one compares to Him. See, the God that we gather in the name of this morning, the God that we Uh, gather to praise today, the God whose word we open today is the same God that rescued Moses and the Israelites. And he's the very same Lord whom they paused on their journey to acknowledge that he had delivered them, that they paused to praise, that they paused to sing about and to sing to. He is utterly incomparable. And friends, this same one is with us today. He is here. So we rejoice and so we sing. We gather here to worship Him for He is worthy. And not only is He worthy, not only is He glorious and exalted and lofty and majestic and splendid, but He is a God who is good. And He's good to us. Friends, He is a God who saves. He saved the enslaved descendants of Abraham and Egypt from Pharaoh and his army. He led them out. And then, in a moment of crisis, he he led them through the Red Sea on dry ground. He parted the waters and gave them a path through before destroying their enemies. God saved them, and because he saved them, they sang to him. And so let's look at the words of their song. Let's look at what they sang. Exodus chapter 15. You can find this text on page 56 of a pew Bible, and as you find your place there in God's word, let me invite you as our, as our custom here at Meadowbrook to join me standing, whether in body or in spirit, for the reading of God's holy word. Exodus chapter 15, I'll be reading verses 1 through 21. Let's hear the word of the Lord. Then Moses and the Israelites sang this song to the Lord. I will sing to the Lord, for he is highly exalted. Both horse and driver he has hurled into the sea. The Lord is my strength and my defense. He has become my salvation. He is my God and I will praise him. My father's God. And I will exalt him. The Lord is a warrior. The Lord is his name. Pharaoh's chariots and his army he has hurled into the sea. The best of Pharaoh's officers are drowned in the Red Sea. The deep waters have covered them. They sank to the depths like a stone. Your right hand, Lord, was majestic in power. Your right hand, Lord, shattered the enemy. In the greatness of your majesty, you threw down those who opposed you. You unleashed your burning anger. It consumed them like stubble. 
By the blast of your nostrils, the waters piled up. Surging waters stood up like a wall. The deep waters congealed in the heart of the sea. The enemy boasted, I will pursue. I will overtake them. I will divide the spoils. I will gorge myself on them. I will draw my sword and my hand will destroy them. But you blew with your breath and the sea covered them. They sank like lead in the mighty waters. Who among the gods is like you, Lord? Who is like you? Majestic in holiness, awesome in glory, working wonders. You stretch out your right hand and the earth swallows your enemies. In your unfailing love, you will lead the people you have redeemed. In your strength, you will guide them to your holy dwelling. The nations will hear and tremble. Anguish will grip the people of Philistia. The chiefs of Edom will be terrified. The leaders of Moab will be seized with trembling. The people of Canaan will melt away. Terror and dread will fall on them. By the power of your arm, they will be as still as a stone. Until your people pass by, Lord. Until the people you bought pass by. You will bring them in and plant them on the mountain of your inheritance. The place, Lord, you made for your dwelling. The sanctuary, Lord, your hands established. The Lord reigns forever and ever. When Pharaoh's horses, chariots, and horsemen went into the sea, the Lord brought the waters of the sea back over them. But the Israelites walked through the sea on dry ground. Then Miriam, the prophet, Aaron's sister, took a timbrel in her hand, and all the women followed her with timbrels and dancing. Miriam sang to them, Sing to the Lord, for he is highly exalted. Both horse and driver he has hurled into the sea. Would you bow with me, church? Lord, teach us now, according to your word. It's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. You may be seated. The Lord is worthy of praise because no one compares to him. Church, the Bible instructs us, the Bible communicates to us right here and throughout that all the saved should sing. All the saved should sing. Are you saved? Do you sing? Notice that this song was not a performance. It was not a concert. In fact, there were no microphones, amplifiers, strobe lights, or fog machines. Just a mass gathering of rescued people singing to the Lord. Verse 1, then Moses and the Israelites sang this song to the Lord. Presumably, all of them. This was a corporate gathering, a, a corporate celebration. Grown-ups and children, teenagers and toddlers, senior adults and single adults, men and women. Verse 20, then Miriam the prophet, Aaron's sister, took a timbrel in her hand and all the women followed her with timbrels and dancing. There's movement and celebration. There's dancing, tambourines and singing. It's okay, church, to let loose a little when we come together to praise the Lord. We are the saved. Are you saved? And believe it or not, 1045 folks, we've had a little bit of hand raising in the 830 service lately. And if you look real close, you might even see a little swaying. And it's good. Church, raise 
those hands and praise the Lord. He has rescued us. And believe it or not, 830 folks. Occasionally, if you're real quiet in this gathering, you hear. Amen. And it's good. I heard a preacher say earlier this week, a black preacher who was addressing a primarily uh, white context uh, say, I, I see those Anglo-Saxon amens out there. And what he meant by that, he saw people taking notes. He said, you know that, right? And taking notes, that's the Anglo-Saxon amen. And so from now on, when I see someone taking notes, I'm going to keep going. And the Lord is in this. It's okay. You see, when God's people experience his blessing, there ought to be some jubilant exaltation. One pastor says about this text, he says, everyone was singing because everyone had been rescued. Praise is the natural response from those who have experienced God's grace. Have you experienced God's grace? Friend, have you been redeemed? Have you been rescued? Have you been saved by the Lord of all creation, the almighty maker of heaven and earth? Have you been saved by him, not from Pharaoh in a foreign land, but from the fear of death? Not from drowning in the Red Sea, but from drowning in your own sin. From bondage to sin and separated from God to freedom from guilt and reconciliation with God through Jesus our Savior. Church, according to Paul, we have been rescued from the dominion of darkness and brought into the kingdom of the Son He loves in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. And so church, as the saved, as those who've been forgiven our sins, as those who've been made right with God through the blood of Christ As those given new life in Jesus, we sing to the Lord a new song, the psalmist says. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord. Praise his name. Proclaim his salvation day after day. Declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous deeds among all peoples. You see, the saved should sing about him. The saved should sing about him. Moses, Miriam, and the Israelites celebrate who God is and what he is. They declare his glory and his salvation. Verse 2, the Lord is my strength and my defense. He has become my salvation. He is my God and I will praise him, my father's God, and I will exalt him. Verse 18, they sing the Lord reigns forever and ever. This is who he is. And the consistent use of the Lord or Yahweh rendered in most of our English translations as the Lord in all caps. And this song is a reminder that this is the same God who appeared to Moses through the burning bush. This is the one who just is. This is the one who said, I am who I am. Tell them I am has sent you. This is the one who is self-existent, who is self-sufficient, who never runs out. There is no one like him. The Lord is worthy of praise because no one compares to him. And yet, friends, he does marvelous things on our behalf. He cares for us. He cares about us. He stoops down to save us. So proclaim his salvation day after day. Declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous deeds among all peoples. The saved should sing about him, but it isn't just a song about him. It's also A song to him. The saved should sing to him. Sing to him. And notice the shift in this text in verse 6. Your right hand, Lord, was majestic in power. 
Your right hand, Lord, shattered the enemy. Lord, you did this. So we're going to praise you. You saved us. You defeated our enemies. You judged the wicked and delivered us by your grace. So we will praise you. We will praise you for verse 11. Who among the gods is like you, Lord? There's no one like you. Who among the gods is like you? Majestic in holiness, awesome in glory, working wonders. And of course, the answer is no one. Lord is worthy of praise because no one compares to him. And so we invite one another. We call upon each other. We urge one another to sing. Sing to the Lord a new song. Psalmist says, sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord. Praise his name. So Christians sing. You see, song, when we come together for worship, songs are not some filler that's part of our service. We're commanded to sing. We're commanded to rejoice. We're commanded to praise God. And we have reason to sing. So Christians sing. Sing about the Lord. Sing to the Lord. All the saved should sing. Are you singing because Jesus has rescued you? Now we're going to pause and, and we're going to do something. David doesn't even know this. We're going to sing together the doxology. And you're going to sing. And you're going to sing out. Because if you don't sing out, we're going to do it again until you do. You know the ducks up. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise God. Praise him, all creatures here below. There it is. Praise him above you. Heaven. Man, Todd is fast. We're going to sing this late in the service. We're going to sing it now. Got it? Let's sing. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Lord is worthy of praise because no one compares to him. Today is a special day here. It's a vision Sunday, a day on which we remember and celebrate who God is. We celebrate his provision and his guidance in the history of this church and a day on which I hope we recommit to trust him for the future of this church. A day on which we dream a bit. A day on which we anticipate a bit. A day on which we're reminded who we are as God's people. And encouraged to walk in that. Who are we? We have said as a church that we exist to glorify God by knowing God through biblical worship. This is our mission statement. Growing together as disciples of Christ. And going throughout the world with the gospel of Christ. We as a church family exist to glorify God by knowing God through biblical worship, growing together as disciples of Christ, and going throughout the world with the gospel of Christ. Friends, this is why we are here today. To know Him. To grow in Him. And then to go in His name. This is why there's a church on this hillside. 
See, some 35 years ago, a group of Christ followers became Meadowbrook Baptist Church. And since then, this congregation has been a beacon of light in this community, knowing, growing, and going with the gospel. And we want to see that continue for generations to come. I want to see that continue for decades to come, long after each of us are gone. Amen? And so, church, I'm asking you this morning to commit to a number of things in light of these three core values of worship and discipleship and missions. In other words, because we value knowing God, we're going to commit to hear and to celebrate and to respond to the gospel of grace. We commit, as a body of believers, we commit as followers of Jesus who are known as Meadowbrook Baptist Church, we commit to hear and to celebrate and respond to the gospel of grace. In other words, this is why we're singing today. Because we have something to hear. We have something to celebrate. We have a message to respond to that God has saved us by his grace, that we are undeserving, and yet he has stooped down to save us. We have someone incomparable to sing to and something to sing about, and we don't want to ever forget it. The gospel of grace is the glorious truth that God has done for us in Jesus what we could never, ever do for ourselves. That he has looked upon us sinners and saved us by grace alone, through faith alone, in Jesus Christ alone. This is good news that we must never forget. And so more than anything else, we want to hear this news. We want to celebrate this news. We want to respond to this news every time we get together. We're going to do so from day to day in our own lives. But certainly as we come together, we, we want to make Jesus first. So members of Matterbrook Baptist Church, let's make Jesus first in our lives. And let's make Jesus first in the church. And one way that I believe will help us do that is we are going to uh, begin monthly communion or monthly Lord's Supper beginning next week, which is the first Sunday of the month. And so you can mark your calendars. First Sunday of the month. Barring unusual circumstance, when we come together, we're going to celebrate what Christ has done for us. We're going to remember what he has done for us. And this is one way that we do that. Instruction that the Lord has given us to help us sinner, to help us remind ourselves, or help the Lord to, to lead the Lord to remind us who Christ is and what he has done for us. We commit to hear and to celebrate and respond to the gospel of grace. And we commit to helping others experience the gospel of grace. Before I go any further, just because I saw Nelda, let me say this. There's a team of folks that has to fill those communion cups and fill those trays every time we have communion. And if you would be interested in helping with that, see Nelda or see me and we'll get you plugged in in that way. But we want to help others experience this same gospel of grace. This good news changes us. It reorients our lives around a new center. There's no place for entitlement in the church. You see, we refuse to believe that any of us are more deserving of deliverance than anyone else. Salvation by grace. And so we do our best to live in such a way that helps others who gather with us experience Jesus. And so we're going to love each other. Let's love each other as family. Love each other as family. Keep on loving one another as brothers and sisters. Hebrews chapter 13, 1. Let's love and care for one another proactively. Let's check on each other. Let's lean on each other. Let's love each other as children who are adopted by the same father. We will love fellow members of the church as family. And we will invite and welcome guests 
with Christian hospitality in such a way that perhaps calls them to be part of God's family, maybe even this local church family. The author of Hebrews continues on in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 2. He says, keep on loving one another's family as brothers and sisters and do not forget to show hospitality to strangers. For by so doing, some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. Be hospitable. If you're visiting with us this morning, I'm, I'm thrilled that you are here. You are welcome in this place. We value your presence. We want to know you. We want to serve you. If this is, we, we want to help you discern if this is a place that you can come to know Christ and grow as one of his followers. And let me just take a moment to say a word to our regular Meadowbrook folks. So if you want, you can tune out for just a moment, visitors. Church, we have hundreds of guests. Did you know this? We have hundreds of guests that gather with us throughout the course of a year. We continue to have first and second time guests every week. And over the course of 52 Sundays, we have hundreds of guests who gather with us in this place throughout the year. Love them. Greet them. Welcome them. Get to know them. Show them around. Invite them back. Invite them to lunch. Invite them into your home. Because we want to help others experience the gospel of grace. We want to steward the gospel that has been given to us. We exist to glorify God by knowing God through biblical worship, by growing together as disciples of Christ, and by going throughout the world with the gospel of Christ. Now, because we value growing together, we're not in this alone. Because we value growing together as followers of Jesus, we also commit to personal communion with God. We commit to personal communion with God. But we commit as individuals and as families who make up this church family to spend time regularly, daily, cultivating a walk with Jesus. This morning I was up looking over some things for today and I had Bible on the counter in the kitchen and I heard my two-year-old making his way around the corner and he came in and Still a bit groggy from waking up. He looked at the counter and he saw my Bible laying there. He said, Daddy, I want my Bible. I want my Bible. So go get your Bible. So he made his way back upstairs. And he brought down his my first little read and learn Bible. Now, I hope and pray that that sticks. May we be a people who are hungry from the, for the Word. Who want to spend time reading God's Word digesting His Word, taking in His Word, and applying His Word to our lives. We want to come to know the incomparable God more. The Lord is worthy of praise because no one compares to Him. And yet He invites us to know Him. He invites us to to know Him and to know Him intimately. He, He invites us to enjoy Him constantly. He invites us to grow as His people, to live as His children. So church, let's be a people who read His Word daily. And who converse with God daily. We do this alone. But we also do this together. And so let's commit to growing with other believers. In Christian community. We commit to personal communion with God. But also growing together with other believers. With one another in Christian community. You cannot walk with Jesus faithfully in isolation. Let's be vulnerable with each other, for the sake of growing as followers of Jesus together. Let's lean on each other. Let's learn from each other as the Lord intends. Let's serve others in the body as our Savior has served us in His body. Let's be present and let's be sacrificial 
Let's sign up to greet and to usher and to sing and to fill communion cups and to clean and to serve and to coordinate special events and to care for children. And because children matter deeply to our God, we want people of all ages to come to know Jesus through his church. And so we also commit to laying a foundation of faith for our children. Friends, let's commit to laying a foundation of faith for our children. We're going to teach them the gospel in the home and in the church. So parents, let's be faithful in this. Church staff and age group teachers, let's be faithful in this. We're going to measure our activities and our programs and our opportunities by their usefulness in portraying Jesus faithfully and effectively. And where they're not doing that, let's get rid of them. Let's lay a foundation of faith for our children. And in a day of sick and sinful abuse that has spilled over into many arenas of life, including churches. We are going to make every effort as a church to help others, and that most certainly includes our children, experience the gospel of grace. And so from now on, we will consider the safety and well-being of children and students in the church a gospel issue. Translation, new policies for working with children and students are coming. Because we love and will do whatever it takes to protect our children and see them grow up to know and to follow Jesus. Amen? And we've spent some time considering uh, what it means to know God and to grow as His people. And I want to shift now and just our last few minutes together. Consider what it looks like for us to go with the gospel. Friends, we say that we will go throughout the world with the gospel of Christ, and that starts right here. Book of Acts, Acts chapter 1, verse 8, Jesus tells his followers, he says, but you're going to receive receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth, locally, regionally, nationally, internationally. And we want to follow that model here at Meadowbrook. And so we commit, I'm asking you to commit to share and to show the gospel of grace to your neighbors. Let's share and show the gospel of grace to our, to our neighbors. The message of Jesus is life changing. And so church, let's, let's tell people about it. Let's befriend our personal neighbors. Let's befriend our, our church neighbors. Let's invite them into our homes. Let's build relationships of trust with them and then talk to them about the faith because we serve a God who rescues people eternally. Let's befriend our church neighbors and invite those who are in this community to various outreach events and worship services that we have throughout the year. Things like uh, the Easter egg hunts and Easter services, vacation Bible school and our back to school bash and the fall festival, Christmas music program. The list could go on and on. I don't know exactly what this looks like for us. But it may mean organizing together like a number of us did last August and going from home to home, inviting folks to the back to school bash, offering to pray for them and telling them about Jesus. I'll just give a little blurb off the record here. This is not an official report, but I want you, church, to know that I'm excited about uh, the work and the prayer and the diligence that our personnel committee and I have Uh, been engaged in as it relates to our next discipleship pastor. And the Lord is leading and providing to that end in a clear way, and we are excited about it. And so I anticipate 
announcing more to that end soon. But I believe that this is going to be an area and a person that can really help us engage others with the gospel of Christ in a way that honors our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I shared last hour that in the last seven years as a church, we've baptized 93 people here, but that's not enough. That we, we praise God for those. We praise God for saving the lost. And let's be proactive about reaching the lost right here. Let's strive for 25 or more baptisms per year here as a faith family at Meadowbrook. Let's commit to share and to show the gospel of grace to our neighbors and to the people of Birmingham. Let's commit to share and to show the gospel of grace to Birmingham. And to that end, friends, we will partner with gospel-centered churches and ministries to saturate our city with the gospel of grace. We want to embrace the city where God has placed us and to work for gospel saturation and gospel transformation. And so we'll gather with our sister church, First Baptist Church of Asipco on the north side of town, at least annually, and pray for Birmingham. We'll continue investing in ministries like the Jimmy Hill Mission in ways that transform the lives of men and families around the gospel and certainly others as the Lord leads clearly in that way. We commit to share and show the gospel of grace to our neighbors, to Birmingham, and finally to the world. Commit to share and show the gospel of grace to the world. What does that look like? As many of you know, this church family, you have supported Southern Baptist Church plants in the past and are presently. In the past, we've sponsored churches in Chelsea, Alabama, and in Washington, D.C., and we presently send financial support every month through our missions budget to City on a Hill, Forest Hills, as soon uh, to launch church plant in Boston. And I think we have a, a picture of their recent gathering this past Sunday night as they had a vision night preparing to officially launch that congregation, that church later this year. I received this from Stephen Castello, the pastor of that church who's spent time with us. He's preached in this pulpit. He's been in Birmingham and he reported that as a message of excitement and thanksgiving to Meadowbrook for your ongoing support. They had 70 turn out for a vision night last week and they're seeking to grow their core team. We're going to continue to support Southern Baptist church plants and less church cities and we will continue to send mission teams out to engage in gospel ministries. And church, I want you to know in the last uh, the last seven years alone, we have sent teams to Texas and Missouri and Wisconsin, Connecticut, Illinois and Georgia to Washington, D.C., to Canada and Belize, to Honduras, to the Dominican Republic, Nicaragua and the United Kingdom, to Moldova, Thailand and China. And in those same seven years, we have. Yeah. And in those same seven years, we have had anywhere from 50 to 150 of our own church members go each year on short-term mission trips. And I pray that we will continue to have, and we will continue to have at least 15% of our congregation going each and every year to share Christ across the globe. We will continue to support like-minded missionaries serving around the world. And with the sending of the, the Bartons, Zach and Kaylin to North Africa last month and an Ecuador trip next month. We have had a mission trip and or an ongoing mission partnership on every inhabited continent. And in 2020 alone, we are financially partnering with missionaries serving in Moldova, the United Kingdom, North Africa, South Asia, East Asia, and Papua New Guinea, not to mention the more than 3,600 IMB missionaries and thousands of North American Mission Board missionaries 
and, and state missionaries who were able to serve around the world because of Meadowbrooks and more than 50,000 other SBC churches generous giving to the cooperative program, to the Lottie Moon Christmas offering, to the Annie Armstrong Easter offering. And by the way, we've doubled our budget percentage that we send to the cooperative program beyond the walls of this church in just the last few years, from 3% to 6%, so that more of the money that you give to the church goes to support mission work beyond the walls of this church. In 2017, we began a partnership with Compassion International, and since that time, 52 children living in poverty in the DR, Honduras, Ecuador, Colombia, Peru, Indonesia, Kenya, and Ghana are hearing the gospel and receiving physical and emotional and spiritual nourishment through local churches because the Lord Jesus led you to sponsor them. Church, God has done much for us to celebrate. He's done much for us to sing about and to help us stay focused on that mission. We're planning now to put together a first class global missions wall up that highlights our ongoing partners around the world. And so expect that soon this year, a first class uh, global missions wall near the sanctuary in the main corridor reminding us that we serve a God who saves and he has sent us to proclaim his salvation. Church, we will celebrate when God calls our own to go for the gospel. Church, these are our own who are going to the nations to share the gospel. Let's pray for them. Let's support them. And likewise, we'll be supporting Allison financially as well as the Lord leads and as we are able as a church family. Well, church, let's continue to be a faith family that gives generously for the advancement of the gospel. We commit finally to give generously for the advancement of the gospel. So what does that look like for us? Well, we'll continue to give at least 2% of our budget receipts to the Shelby Baptist Association to ministry in our own county, at least 6% of our budget to the cooperative program, as well as special sacrificial seasonal offerings like the Lottie Moon Christmas offering, North American Mission Board offering uh, for, glo- for, for, uh, for global missions. We will continue to, uh, to give, I hope, and my prayer is that we will continue to give at least 15% of our regular Offering receipts to missions. That's where we are right now. Right at 15%. We've, we've grown that over the last several years. But we can only do so, church. We can only do so as we reach our community with the gospel. And as we give with a kind of sacrifice that reflects the gospel. And so, church, would you join me to that end? Would you join me in knowing and growing and going for the glory of Jesus, would you join me in singing the song of the saved? Would you join me in celebrating Christ and what he has done? And to that end, I'm going to invite David, if he'd come at this point. And church family, as you'd stand, uh, all of you, congregation, stand where you are at this point. And we're going to do that now. We're going to respond to the truths of God's word. We're going to lift our voice in song. We're going to express our faith uh, to the Lord. May we do so in a way that's fitting for God's people. To lay your your heart before Him, your life before Him. And as always, friends, this is the time to respond. If you have questions about what that looks like or what it means to commit your life to Him, to trust in Him, to follow Him, know that this is an appropriate time to come find me, certainly now after the service. But may all of us respond to the truths of God's Word in a way that glorifies His name. Father, help us to do so now. Hear our praise. Move in our lives for the glory of your Son. Amen.